0: Is Dr. Centeno and this is The Aging Athlete, uh, Episode 10, PVCs on my Apple watch. So uh, for Christmas I got a brand new Apple watch um, and uh, my family has a history of heart disease. Now I was interested in this watch Primarily because I wanted to start getting proactive, like I've talked about in this blog uh, and in this podcast series, about my heart. Um, So this began a journey that begins with a new Apple Watch for Christmas and a discovery that kind of rocked my world. In addition, I want to dive deep today into the newly emerging world of smart device health monitoring and how eventually that's gonna save a lot of lives and change a lot of lives. My family heart history and smart health devices. Uh, I drew my heart genes from a very bad genetic deck. My dad had cardiac bypass surgery in his 60s and his father perished from a a sudden death heart attack in the doctor's office, which was interesting. Uh, On my mother's side of the family, There are many heart stents, and then, oh, by the way, her dad also perished from another sudden death heart attack in his 60s. So I guess the good news is, not for my friend, but for me, is I did hear from a friend in medical school who had a worse cardiac history. All the men in his family had died in their 40s and 50s from a heart attack. So what's the good news about my bad genes? Uh, We're entering a really interesting, brave new world, of constant health monitoring that's going to change everything. In the next 20 years, we're going to see a range of devices that exist in the background of our lives. They're always looking for small problems when they're small, kind of like the whole idea behind the Aging Athlete Series. Uh, One of the pioneers in this new world is Apple. Now, I'm usually a Google guy, but I got an Apple Watch. Why? They're the first company to get FDA approval for their watch to monitor the heart, and they're doing some really interesting research, and they've accomplished quite a bit in a short time. The Apple AFib Study. One of the big transformations that we'll see over the next few decades is that information that doctors need to make a decision is far more than the information that machines need. Let's take, uh, for example, an MRI. We place the patient in a strong magnetic field, and then we vary that field to produce radio waves from the tissue. We then take all of that information, all of that data generated by those magnetic fields, and we produce an image. Now, why is an image needed? Because the doctor needs something to look at that he or she can understand. However, critical information is lost by producing that image. Hence, it actually makes much more sense, if we have the ability to do this, for a machine to read the data and look for certain issues rather than creating an image for the doctor to view. So while this may seem strange, it ties nicely to what Apple is doing. So cardiologists are used to seeing a six lead EKG. That's a recording of the heart's electrical activity from six different sites around the body. Why? It provides maximum information about what's happening in the heart. You can see much more about the direction of the electrical signals, uh, what part of the heart might be affected, etc. But Apple and anyone else that wants to make an accurate EKG watch has a problem as they're only measuring electrical activity from one site, which is your wrist. A recent study got around this by using the watch in different locations, like on the ankle or touching it to the chest. However, do you really need six leads? Or is this something that we humans need, but that isn't needed if a machine does the EKG interpretation? Kind of like the MRI I talked about above. Well, Apple just published a large study with Stanford Health. And the focus of that study was trying to detect atrial fibrillation. Uh, So what is AFib? AFib, or atrial fibrillation, is when the heart... Uh, beat goes abnormal, it's, it's what's called an arrhythmia, and basically uh, the heartbeat gets irregular, and other things start to happen. But the big deal with AFib is that uh, blood tends to pull in the heart, and because blood tends to pull in the heart, that can lead to a clot that can then lead to a fatal stroke. So in this study, the participants were wearing Apple Watches, but then they also got mailed EKG patches uh, when those watches detected AFib problems, so they got a second reading. And what was really interesting about this is that the the watches were amazingly effective at detecting AFib even though they were only recorded from the wrist. So what Apple showed here was that it could detect AFib early on before people even know they have it, which is a huge deal with a fib, right? Because a lot of people just feel tired. They don't know what's going on. Uh, maybe they think they didn't get enough sleep that night, or whatever it is, or they they're, they didn't have enough caffeine. But in actual fact, they're in a fib and at risk of having a stroke. So having a watch or another wearable device that can detect a fib. And get on top of that and alert your doctor or alert you to go to your doctor is a big deal that will save a lot of lives. My heart in the Apple Watch. So to get an EKG with a Series 5 Apple Watch, you kind of put your finger on the crown and you can see what physicians call a lead one recording. When I first tried this, uh, the first thing I noticed as a doctor, and I've got a picture of it in the blog, was a few PVCs. Uh, Those are premature ventricular contractions. Now, this means that the bottom of the uh, heart fires off at the wrong time, which doesn't actually pump much blood when that happens. Now, the interesting thing is that every time I watch recorded one of these events, I could feel it as a weird heartbeat that referred kind of the back of my throat. Basically, I was seeing in real time what my heart was doing and confirming that specific abnormal heartbeat to what my body felt. And I was blown away. I was blown away for two reasons. Number one is I didn't like seeing PVCs. Um, and number two was that I could actually now uh, relate having that problem to how I felt. And that allows me, even when I'm not wearing the watch, to get a sense of how often I have these PVCs. Now, should I be worried? Likely not. Uh, Rare PVCs uh, that don't cause symptoms usually aren't a concern. In fact, uh, the problem right now is that most of the research is on people with really bad heart problems that have PVCs, and they have a lot of them. I mean, well, I might have uh, 10 to 30 of these in a day, uh, these people have thousands and thousands and thousands. Um, but the problem is that all the research to date is on a sick model of healthcare, meaning we only know about PVCs from people with really bad hearts. We don't know the predictive value of PVCs in a large group of patients all wearing EKG monitors on their wrists. And one of the most interesting thing is that PVCs have been associated with lots of things like caffeine and alcohol consumption. So I'm now monitoring my PVCs with the amount of alcohol I've had, with the amount of caffeine I've had, with the amount of sleep I've had, uh, etc., etc. So I can now start to associate those things with what I'm doing uh, and stop doing some of those things. My recommendations. So I think Apple and other companies are about to unleash a vast array of products that are going to track your health in the background and use information from hundreds of thousands of people to predict disease. Uh, And again, I'm usually not an Apple guy. I've got mostly Google devices, but I like the fact that Apple has gone all in here on this health concept. Uh, And we're also about to have this technology change how doctors behave. We're going to move from uh, sick care uh, that happens after someone has life-changing symptoms or disease to healthy care. And that's when someone's watch or other sensor picks up a small problem that could lead to a big problem. So if you've got a family history of heart problems, no matter how healthy you think you are, Uh, An Apple Watch or one of the other ones that are going to be coming on the market uh, that measure your EKG. It's probably a good bet. I'm going to stick with Apple because I think they've got more invested as a company in all of this. And they're actually publishing peer-reviewed studies. Uh, And it's likely that Apple and others are going to introduce other features uh, to do things like start measuring oxygen levels. So that sleep apnea, where you stop breathing at night, can be measured. Now, that's, again, another critical thing. And I've already seen one watch coming on the market that does that, so I'm assuming uh, Apple will replicate that. So in conclusion, wearable monitors are here to stay, and they're going to really change a lot. We're even going to see these monitors in the musculoskeletal system. Right now, the watch is monitoring how much you move, how much you stand, all that kind of stuff. But it's going to get much more sophisticated. We're going to see in the next 20 years clothing that starts to measure our posture, clothing that starts to look for small movement problems that could indicate a bigger problem later on. So this is an exploding field. uh, And I thought just talking about my own experience with my PVCs might help you, if you've got a heart problem, stay proactive about that. And if you don't have a heart problem and you just have a cardiac history in your family, be thinking about these things. We're in an interesting time. You can now start to measure these things like you never could before. And that's a really good thing if you want to stay proactive about your health. So thanks so much for listening. This is uh, the Aging Athlete Podcast, uh, episode 10. Have a great day.